Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. We've been mainly dealing, uh, preaching verse by verse for, through 1 Thessalonians and on our Sunday afternoon services we are toward the end and i did say we were going to stop pauls and park and spend some time on these verses uh, because it's dealing with the rapture of the church and i realize the word rapture isn't in the bible but we use that word the same way we use the word trinity to understand uh what these things are about and the bible says uh we're going to park on the trump uh and that would be the trump of god which we're going to park on tonight what you see in verse number 16 in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the Bible says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall ever be with the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's a that's where you say amen. That's great. That's a, a an awesome hope and a blessed truth to get a hold of. First Corinthians chapter 15. Here's our cross reference. The Bible says in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. First Corinthians 15. Verse 52 cross-references with our first Thessalonians 4.16 passage. So far, so good? Amen. Now, there's a question that comes up where there is a doctrine that is uh, brought up to oppose the pre-tribulation rapture. And the argument goes like this. Well, the rapture couldn't happen before the tribulation. Because there are seven trumpet judgments in Revelation 8, Revelation 9, and then the seventh one in Revelation 11. And if the seventh trumpet in Revelation 11 is the last trump, doesn't that put the rapture happening after the tribulation? No, it doesn't. We're going to find out why. The rapture happens before the tribulation and the saints are caught up to meet the Lord in the air before the time of Jacob's trouble. It's not the time of the church's trouble. And we're going to understand this argument and see if it lines up. In Revelation chapter 11, verse number 15, the Bible says, and the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. This is the seventh trump, trumpet that is sounded in Revelation chapter 11. But I want to draw your attention to a few things. Number one, in first Corinthians chapter number 15. The sound happens before. The wrath of God starts to rain down. First Corinthians chapter 15. Let's read verse number 23. 
But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ that is coming, then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and all power. The, 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 the sound comes or we are caught up before the wrath begins. Now let's go back to Revelation chapter. Well, let's go to Revelation 8. Look at verse two. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God and to them were given seven trumpets. When we just read Revelation 11. Verse 15, that was the seventh trumpet. That was the last of the seven in Revelation. In Revelation chapter eight, four of those trumpet judgments are dropped in Revelation 8. In Revelation chapter 9, two of them, two more are dropped. That gives us six. And now in the 11th chapter, in Revelation chapter 11, we hear the sound of the seventh trumpet. Everybody with me so far? Judgments falling in Revelation 8, four of them. Judgments falling in Revelation 9, two of them. The seventh one in Revelation chapter 11, judgment is falling. The sound of that judgment happens at the end of it. The one in 1 Corinthians 15 and the one in 1 Thessalonians 4, the trump sounds before the resurrection. They're completely different. They're entirely unrelated. First Corinthians 15 cross references with first Thessalonians chapter number four. The other thing we'll see. We want first Corinthians 15 and I want you to see verse 52. This is a thinking message. So you got You got to stay with me. We're going to flip, be flipping back between these three books of the Bible. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and look at verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. These are singular in nature. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 says the trump of God. They are not plural in nature. It's trumpet shall sound. And trump of God. Both of these cross reference refer to one. Our first Corinthians 15 verse. And our first Thessalonians 4 verse. What does that mean? It means they're not in a series of seven. That's what that means. And when you get to Revelation 8. Revelation 9. And the seventh. In Revelation. Uh, seventh trumpet that sounds in Revelation 11. They're in a series of seven. There is a plurality. First Corinthians 15 and first Thessalonians four cross reference perfectly and fit just fine in the context of the Bible. Revelation, those trumpet judgments are unrelated and happen at a different time. 
we don't see in our Corinthian and Thessalonian pas passage any verbiage that would even hint for the trumpets shall sound. And the time comes for the last trumpets to sound. We don't see any use of, of plurality at all. All right, so we've got singular verse plural as our second point. Here's something that's really obvious that I want to draw your attention to. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. And then get your revelation, you know, keep your revelation passage. Look at it in verse 16, and it says, and with the trump of God. It's the trump of God. Look at Revelation chapter 11, and look at verse 15. Here's what it says. It says, it's the angel's trump, basically. Look, it says, the seventh angel sounded. See that in the very beginning of verse 15? And the seventh angel sounded. It doesn't say last trumpet. It says the seventh angel. Revelation chapter 8, look at it in verse number 2. It says, and I saw the seven angels which stood before God. First Thessalonians 4, we have the trump of God. In Revelation chapter 11, we have angels standing before God. Completely different. Another distinction that we can draw out on that to know we're not going to be going through any part of the tribulation. The church will be caught up, meet the Lord in the air. Anybody that tries to take you to Revelation chapter 11 and say, well, see, there's seven trumpets there. Isn't that the last one and it's after the tribulation? No, because they're unrelated. Well, how are they unrelated? Well, here's why. Here's why. Let's go over to another reason. Listen to the voice that's that's heard. Now, this voice, there's two voices. And they are both heard in association with this trump. First Thessalonians 4, verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The dead in Christ rising first would be considered a resurrection. Right. They're rising. And then we which were alive and remain shall be caught up. Right. That is a resurrection. That is a rising. This voice that is heard that is associated with this trump. It come, the trump comes before the rising on the resurrection. The voice that is heard in Revelation chapter 11. Let's go there and look at verse 12. This voice that is heard, the trumpet comes after the resurrection. Revelation chapter 11 verse 12. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud and their enemies beheld them. They're up. Come up hither. What happens in verse 15? You got 
your seventh trumpet sounding. And it happened after a resurrection. Revelation 11 and 1 Thessalonians 4 are completely unrelated. They are two different events, two different events. Now look, look at, uh, when we read Revelation, these judgments that are happening are pouring themselves out on the earth. In 1 Corinthians 15, dead people are coming up out of the grave and they're going up <laughs> in the air to meet the Lord. There's a meeting going on in the air in 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians 4. And there are judgments happening on the earth in Revelation chapter 8, chapter 9, and chapter 11. Completely unrelated. There's no biblical basis to say that Christians are going to go through some of or all of the tribulation. Because we read about trumpet judgments in Revelation. They're two different events. And it's just an assumption to say that the last trump and the trump of God in the New Testament is associated in First Thessalonians is associated with Revelation 11. It says the seventh angel sounded. And seventh, it just means it's the seventh in a series of seven. But I got news for you. <laughs> it might be the last trumpet that sounds in Revelation 11. But it ain't the last judgment. Because <laughs> there's seven more vials that are going to be poured out. So it's not the last. It may be the last of the trumpet judgments, but it ain't the last judgment. Seven or more are coming. All right, so we got that one. Now, we have in 1 Corinthians 15 and in 1 Thessalonians 4, here's what we have. Victory over death. If we were to get raptured tonight, none of us would have to die victory over death if we all died today and the rapture happened tomorrow our bodies would come up out of the grave and we'd come and meet the lord in the air and guess what we have victory over death <laughs> we're victorious either way you know what else we have incorruption our corruptible puts on in, in, in the corruption puts on incorruption. In Our mortal puts on immortality. That's what we get. Death is swallowed up. And you know what we do? We meet the Lord in the air. That's 1 Thessalonians 4. That's 1 Corinthians 15. Do you know what you get in Revelation 8, Revelation 9, and Revelation 11 with these trumpet judgments being poured out? Wrath upon the earth against God's enemies. Are we the enemies of God? We were, but we're not anymore. We're in Christ. We're part of the church. He's going to call us out, and we're going to have, oh, such a grand time, that meeting in the air, here, there, or in the air.
So that's another clear difference. The trumpets in Revelation 11 bring judgment against God's enemies. Trump of God in Revelation in 1 Corinthians and 1 Thessalonians do not. Here's something that's pretty simple. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52. You know what it says? In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. What's the twinkling of an eye? Is it just one twinkle? I mean, it's fast. It happens rather quickly. It seems like language, like all of a sudden, then boom, that's what's going to happen. You'd be living your life, and then, wow, the dead in Christ, and then, whoa, there we go. In Revelation 11, it's not like that at all. There's no in a moment, in a twinkling. None of it's happening very fast. It's God pouring his judgment and his wrath upon the earth. And then another judgment. And then another judgment. And then another judgment. And then Revelation 8's done. <laughs> then we move into 9. And then another judgment. And then another judgment. And then Revelation 9 happens. And then 10, some things happen in between the 6th and the 7th. And another chapter goes by, and then God pours out another. Does any of that language at all hint to any idea of a twinkling of an eye or in a moment? It doesn't. They're unrelated. They're two different events. It's not for the church. It isn't. We are going to meet the Lord in the air, and we are not going to go through any part of the beginning of sorrows, the abomination of desolation, the great tribulation, the seven years, the three and a half years. Any way you want to describe it or name it or time it, we're not going to go through any of it. <laughs> we're out of here. Praise God. We are his church. He's going to catch us away. That will end the church age. And then God will turn and deal specifically now with the nation of Israel. We're not Israel. We're the New Testament church. Here's something else. Revelation chapter 11. Look at this one. Um, when you turn on the news. And you hear of an earthquake happening. You know what that means? It means don't go to that city. <laughs> An earthquake happened. And when you turn on the news and they tell you all of these earthquakes are happening, you know all that, you know what that means? They have more seismographs, they have more scientists, they have more ways of tracking it. <laughs> you grew up when Lois grew up. I mean, she's 91 years old. When she grew up, how does she you didn't know if there was more earthquakes or not. There wasn't as much news reported. There wasn't as much uh, uh, seismology. All that stuff was not as prominent. All it means is that earthquakes are happening. That's all it means. 
it doesn't mean we're in the middle of the seven years of tribulation because we're going to read in Revelation 11 about an earthquake. Anybody here ever go through an earthquake? You've gone through one? I've gone through one earthquake. And it wasn't a really major one, but it scared me. It woke me up. I was out in California uh, doing some training with one of my instructors at the time. And I'm staying at his place. And I wake up in the middle of the night. And I wake him up. I said, what's going on? The house is shaking. He goes, go back to bed. It's just a mild earthquake. A mild earthquake? <laughs> it scared me. You think that's bad? You think the earthquakes that you read about in the news is bad? You just praise God you're not going to be going through this. It's going to be worse than what uh, any of these news outlets report on. So let's go back and see where we're supposed to be in the Bible. Revelation chapter 11, verse 13. And the same hour was there a great earthquake. And the tenth part of the city fell. And in the earthquake were slain of men 7,000. And the remnant were affrightened and gave glory to the God of heaven. Oh, it would be great if that would happen today. Wouldn't it be great if the news reporters reported, oh, there's this earthquake, this is happening in the news, this is going on in politics. Why don't we just take a moment and let's just give some glory to our God in heaven. Anybody want to bank on that's not going to happen when you turn on any of the news outlets? It'd be nice. It's something we can pray about and hope for, but don't be too hopeful. They're not going to ever say all of this bad stuff's going on in the world. Let's just stop, pause, and park. Let's bow our heads for a minute, and let's give glory to the God in heaven. Christians do. Christians should. We all should do that. Give glory to the God in heaven. But these earthquakes, this happening here in Revelation 11, the other reason why you can't cross-reference Revelation 11 with this last trumpet judgment with 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians 15 is there's no mention anywhere of earthquakes. Matter of fact, if you want to make us the remnant, we're not a frightened. 1 Thessalonians 4 is all about comfort. Comfort one another. I'm not for, I'm not afraid. I have the victory over death. I might be afraid of an earthquake, but I don't live my life of frightened. I know where I'm going to go when I die. I have comfort. I have a blessed hope. There ain't no earthquakes are happening that should make me a frightened concerning anything with end times. I know where I'm going. I know I've got a blessed hope. Okay, earthquakes, no earthquakes, the frightened and comforted, you can't make them fit. They don't fit. Two different events. 7,000 men slain. Bad news. Now, let's look at 1 Thessalonians again. 1 Thessalonians. And
Okay, look at the very beginning of the chapter. I want to draw this out. The Bible says in the first verse, furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren. Uh, brethren would be those that are part of the church. And then it talks about these commandments and the will of God for your life. And we, we preached on these. And how God has called his church to live a holy life. And we, we taught on all these things. And it talks about brotherly love. That's a special care and a love for the brethren. And by the time we get down to the last section of the, of the chapter, there isn't any doubt in anybody's mind that this is specifically written to who? The church. There's no doubt at all. Revelation chapter 11 has no reference to the church. Why? The church has been called out. And the church and Israel are not the same. Israel and the church are uniquely different. The trumpet or the trump in 1 Thessalonians is uniquely for the church. The trumpet judgments in Revelation 11 are not for the church. Completely different time. How many of you believe you have some rewards uh, and it's not going to be, uh, we had a good time at your kids start doing some of their, their shooting trials. And one of my children got a, a third place award. They got a reward. Another one got a, an award. Uh, an award for something for shooting. And that's great. Isn't it nice? You get, uh, you get a reward and it shows you how well you did. And, and it, it gives you something to work toward. If you got third place, you want to go try to get second. If you got second, you want to try to shoot for first no pun intended and if you didn't get third and you got a participation award well then you know you're going to have to try a little harder to get the third place i mean isn't that a good thing it helps you get better you know we're going to get rewards as christians anybody believe that know that we're going to get some rewards we should live our life the same way we strive for physical rewards down here we should strive to get a, an eternal reward given to us by our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we get raptured and caught up out of here, we're going to get rewards. We're going to lay them right at the feet of Jesus. But nonetheless, that's going to happen. And it's going to happen, guess when? Before God pours out his judgment during the time of Jacob's trouble, during the prophetic fulfillment of Daniel's 70th week. It is not the church's 70th week. It's not the time of the brethren's trouble. It's the time of Jacob's trouble. So those rewards, when we're called up to meet the Lord, rewards are given and it happens before any judgment of God is poured out. Revelation 11, check this out. Look at verse number 18. Now remember, verse 15 is when the seventh trumpet judgment was sent. Now watch what happens in 18. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead, they should be judged. 
and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. The rewards are given after the judgment. You can't have both. Revelation 11 does not cross-reference with 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 Corinthians 15. The rewards given for us is before judgment happens. The rewards referred to in Revelation 11, verse 18, happens after judgments are given. One is going to happen up in heaven, and one will be on the earth. That's a second distinction from that. Everybody getting this? You with me? All right. If you want to draw a cross-reference between 1 Corinthians 15, verse 52, and 1 Thessalonians 4, you're fine. We're fine in doing that. We're safe in doing that. It would be unscriptural. It would be an incorrect division. It would be wrongly dividing the word of truth if we tried to cross-reference 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Thessalonians 4, with Revelation chapter 11. Those trumpet judgments are not to help us understand that the trump of God is that last trump. It doesn't fit. We've gone through a variety of reasons why. It would be a wrong cross-reference. This is why we've got to rightly divide. We've got to be able to put things in the right context, in the right category, so it all makes sense. Now, this is going to be a two-part message. I had so much information I've been studying out on this. that uh, If you're not overwhelmed now, you would have been if I gave you it all at once. So next week will be part two. But here's a bonus one. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I want you to look at in the beginning of the chapter. First Corinthians 15 at the beginning. This will be the bonus reason why. <laughs> okay, this will be your bonus. First Corinthians 15. It says, uh, okay, verse 4, and then he was buried, that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once. Of whom the greater part under this present, but some are fallen asleep. And after that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And now watch verse 8. And last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. Who saw him last? That'd be Paul. Was Paul the last one to see him, though? John sees him in Revelation. Go over to 1 John. Watch this. 1 John. You got to go to Revelation 11 because last means last and you got to put it there. No, we don't. <laughs> There's a context to everything. He says, last seen to me. That's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15. We know John sees him in Revelation. Now look at 1 John chapter 3. Look at verse 2. Beloved. Now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear that we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see 
him as he is. If Paul was the last to see him and he said that in 1 Corinthians 15, well, wait a minute. We're going to see him. Yeah, last does mean last. But I'm taking this out as the last, saying last too much, as the last point because there's a context to 1 Corinthians 15. He was the last to see them about everything contextually in that chapter. But look, we're going to see him. We're going to see him. Did we see him back in the context of 1 Corinthians 15? No, we did not. And that's the same reason why this people saying that we're going to go through some or all of the tribulation because of the last trumpet judgment would be incorrect. The two are completely incompatible. The only thing remotely similar is the use of the word trumpet. And that's about it. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.